Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are insha'Allah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi ladin astafa. Khususan ala Sayyidi Rusuli wa Khatimil Anbiya. Wa ala alihi laskiya wa ashabihi latqiya. Amma ba'd. One of the great tabi'oon was an individual by the name of Sa'id ibn Jubair rahimahullahu ta'ala. He was a master of the Qur'an that had studied with many great sahaba, the likes of Umm al-Mu'mineen Aisha radiallahu anha, Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu an, Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu an, but was most prominently known for the time that he had spent with Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu an. He was such an expert in the Qur'an that people from across the world would travel to him to study the deen, learn the meanings of the Qur'an, the recitation of the Qur'an. It is said regarding him that when he would read the Qur'an one night as leading the people in Ramadan, he would sometimes read in the recitation of Abdullah ibn Abbas an, and then the following night he would read as he was taught by Abdullah ibn Mas'ud an, and then the recitation that he had heard and learned regarding Zayd bin Thabit radiallahu an. And whenever people had a confusion regarding a word of the Qur'an, what it meant, or a meaning of a verse, they came to Sa'id ibn Jubair knowing, knowing that he was the inkpot. He was the one where knowledge was written from. They say that when Sa'id ibn Jubair rahimahullah passed away, the statement is attributed to Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahimahullah. Imam Ahmad said, that when Sa'id bin Jubair passed away, there was not a single person on this earth that was not in need of his knowledge. Because his knowledge was directly connected to the details of the Qur'an. He was once asked, what is the meaning of khashya? Khashya in Arabic means to be afraid, to be fearful. Khashyatullah, the fear of Allah. So he said khashya of Allah is anything that prevents you from sins. If whatever you're experiencing, whatever emotion you're going through doesn't prevent you from disobeying Allah, then that khashya is meaningless. Similarly, once he was asked regarding dhikr, 
What does the word dhikr mean? Remembering Allah. This is a fascinating question because many of us have the habit of dhikr and we have a tasbih in our hand and we're just you know, going at it non-stop. So what does dhikr actually mean? He said, dhikr is for a person to be in a state that leads them to the obedience of Allah. If while doing dhikr, your desire for obedience does not increase and you continue to disobey Allah, then you can spend all night doing tasbih. And Sa'id rahimahullah said, said, this is not dhikr. You're doing something else. So there's an outcome from every action that we're told to do, every emotion we're told to, to embody. And it leads to obedience and disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One figure that has come up in our series this Ramadan quite frequently is an Umayyad general by the name of Hajjaj bin Yusuf. And one common theme we see with this individual, he had little patience, a lot of anger, no regard for the Sahaba of Rasulullah and was very quick to kill people. They say that in his lifetime, he killed over 70,000 people. Considering that they didn't have bullets and weapons of mass destruction, what an absurd number. And these people were either Sahaba or the generation that followed the Sahaba, the Tabi'un. While he was in charge of the Iraq area, he had a great fallout with one of his own generals, Abdurrahman ibn al-Ash'af. The cause behind the fallout is quite interesting, but one that doesn't relate to our conversation. What we need to know is that there was a fallout. Hajjaj bin Yusuf sent him somewhere. Abdurrahman bin Ash'ath was successful. Hajjaj told him to keep moving forward. Abdurrahman said, it's time for us to stop. We've gone too far. Our armies are too thin spread out. We need to understand the people. We need to get to know the people, build a relationship with them. And then we can plan what's next. Hajjaj then accused him of being a coward, and that's where things went wild. He basically went into full rebellion mode against Hajjaj. Things became very difficult and unstable, unfortunately. At this point, Saeed ibn Jubair, who was this grand scholar, lives in the Basra region. Hajjaj bin Yusuf arrives to Basra, and he commands that everyone living there needs to pledge their loyalty to him again. He wants to make sure the people there are with him. But he was a crooked person, unfortunately. When he would call someone to pledge their loyalty, he would say to them that you will now say that you did kufr by disobeying the wali, the amir, and now you are accepting Islam and therefore coming into my obedience. So many people refuse this. Why would someone admit to kufr when they did no such thing? And unfortunately, he would behead them. Some people unfortunately folded their life circumstances. Allah knows the state of their heart. The soldiers went house to house, community to community, until finally they came to the house of the Mufassir of the Ummah, Saeed ibn Jubair rahimahullah ta'ala. Hajjaj bin Yusuf summoned him. When he arrived in front of Hajjaj, Hajjaj was sitting on his throne with all of his goons around him. And Saeed bin Jubair, this great Mufassir, was standing there. And people that were in the audience were very nervous because there was only one way this was going to end. They knew Saeed bin Jubair to be a mountain of patience and knowledge. And they knew Hajjaj to be a great oppressor. 
And they were concerned that the unthinkable, the unspeakable would occur. But they held their breath to wait to see what happens. Hajjaj bin Yusuf, in a mocking way, he said to Sa'id bin Jubair, Masmuk, what's your name? Everyone knew Sa'id bin Jubair, rahimahullah. But he was belittling him. Sa'id bin Jubair, in a very composed manner, said, Ana Sa'id ibn Jubair. His name. Hajjaj decided to mock his name and flip the words in his name around and said, Bal anta Shaqi ibn Qusayr. Sa'id bin Jubair responded back by saying, Bal ana kama sammatni ummi. I am by the name that my mother gave me when I was born. I am Sa'id bin Jubair, not this joke, not this mockery that you've made in my name. So Hajjaj bin Yusuf now starts the proceedings. He asks him, Ma taqulu fi Muhammad? What is your opinion regarding the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Sayyid bin Jubair says, Sayyidu waldi Adam, al-Nabiyyul Mustafa, khayru man baqiya min al-bashari wa khayru man mada, hamala al-risala wa adda al-amana, wa nasaha lillah wa li kitabihi wa li aamati al-muslimina wa khasafihim. This person whose name you say, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the greatest of all mankind. He was given prophethood and given risala, a message from Allah, and he conveyed it. He fulfilled the right of it. Adal amana, he fulfilled the amana, the trust that was given to him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he was kind and courteous and considerate and wise and, and, and sincere to every Muslim. Ammatihim wa all of them. Hajjajan asked him, فَمَا تَقُولُ فِي أَبِي بَكْرِ so what is your opinion regarding Abu Bakr? Sayyid bin Jubair said, Huwa Siddiq Khalifatu Rasulillah. He is the one that always spoke the truth, the successor of the Messenger of Allah. Dhahaba Hamidan wa'asha Sa'idan. His life was honorable and special, and when he passed away, he passed away in a state of praise as well. He then asked him, What is your opinion regarding Umar? So to that Sayyid bin Jubair said, He is the one that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used to differentiate between the false and the truth. Because Umar was Al-Faruq, the one who is a distinguishing factor between right and wrong. He lived a praiseworthy life and was then martyred. Hajjaj then asked him the third question. Now tell me about Uthman radiallahu anhu. He said, he is the one that prepared the army for Tabuk when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was raising funds. He is the one that dug out the well, the well of Ruma. He purchased a home for him in Jannah by the words of Rasulullah. He married the two daughters of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he was also a martyr. Powerful, strong answers. فَمَا تَقُولُ فِي Ali? Tell me what do you say about Ali radiallahu anhu. Ibn Ammi Rasulullah wa huwa awwal man aslama min al-fityan. The cousin of Rasulullah alayhi salatu salam and the first to accept Islam from the young ones. He was the husband of Fatima radiallahu anha and the father of the two men that the Prophet of Allah said regarding the leader of the youth of paradise. Hassan and Hussein radiallahu anhuma. Now this is where the conversation starts getting a little bit more tough. Hajjaj then asks him, Now tell me about the Umayyad Khalifas. Which one of them is most pleasing and desirable to you? To that he responds, 
أَرْضَاهُمْ لِخَالِقِهِمْ The one that pleased Allah the most from the Banu Umayyah is the one that's most beloved to us. Hajjaj said, فَأَيُّهُمْ أَرْضَى لِلْخَالِقِ So name the person. You're telling me that you are happy with the one who pleases Allah the most. So who is that person according to you? So Saeed responds back by saying, the knowledge of this is only known by the one who knows the states of our hearts. Otherwise, no one else can say regarding another person that this person pleased Allah more than that. Because the sincerity of a person is hidden in their heart. So then Hajjaj asked him the most complicated question, which then escalated the whole situation. He said, فَمَا تَقُولُ So what's your opinion about me? Saeed bin Jabir said, أَنْتَ أَعْلَمُ you know you. Why are you asking me? Look in the mirror. But uridu ilmaka anta. Tell me, what do you think? So then he said, If I tell you what I think, you're not going to be too happy. And then when Hajjaj kept pressing him, he finally said it. That you are one that opposes the Quran. You have no fear of Allah. You use your fear and intimidation tactics to submit people to your will. And all of this oppression of yours, everything you're doing, you will have to answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of it. Hajjaj went into flames. No one's ever spoken to him with such courage. But on the other hand, he didn't realize he was speaking to a person who was an embodiment of the prophetic character. He was someone that lived by the Qur'an and there was no fear left. Hajjaj said to him, Wallahi la'aqtulannak, I'm going to kill you. To that, Sa'id bin Jubair said, Idan tufsidu alayya dunyaya wa ufsidu alayka akhiratak. If you kill me, you will destroy my time in this world. You'll cut it short. But I will then destroy your akhirah. Hajjaj said, How do you want to die? Sa'id said, you choose. Because however you kill me, Allah will do the same to you in the hereafter. Hajjaj then trying to get some victory here. He was an arrogant man and he wanted an upper hand. He asked Saeed, do you want me to forgive you? So to that he said, if the forgiveness is from Allah, then absolutely I'll take it any day. But if it's from you, I am in no need of it at all. He then commanded the executioner to withdraw the sword and attack Sa'id bin Jubair. As he came to Sa'id bin Jubair, فَتَبَسَّمَ سَعِيدٌ He smiled. Hajjaj again irritated said, why are you smiling? So he said, عَجِبْتُ مِنْ جَرَاءَتِكَ عَلَيْكَ I'm just puzzled by how arrogant you are. And how kind Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to you, even though you're this arrogant. The Jallad came forward to kill him. In those final moments of his life, the Alama, the Hibar of the Ummah, the student of Ibn Abbas radiallahu an, the Mufassir, Sa'id ibn Jubair, turned his face to the Qibla one last time. And he recited the ayah, Inni wajjahtu wajhiya lilladhi fatar as-samawati wal-ardha hanifa. That I turned my face to the one, the creator of the heavens and the earth, وَمَا أَنَا مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ And I am not from those that associate partners with him. 
Hajjaj couldn't stand that Saeed got the last word in this. So he told his men, turn his face away from the Qibla. So as soon as they turned his face away from the Qibla, he recited the ayah, فَإِنَمَا تَوَلُّوا فَثَمَّ وَجْهُ اللَّهِ That wherever you turn, there you will find the face of Allah, the pleasure of Allah. The guy lost it. He said to his men, throw him on the ground. So they slammed him on the ground. فَتَلَا مِنْهَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ وَفِيهَا نُعِيدُكُمْ وَمِنْهَا نُخْرِجُكُمْ تَارَةً أُخْرَى From this soil you were created. From it you will be resurrected. Uh, from, it, from it you were created, to it you return, and from it then you will be resurrected. At that point, the executioner was then commanded to end this affair. The last statement of Saeed bin Jabir before he passed away. Allahumma la tusallit al-hajjaja ala ahadin min ba'di. Oh Allah, after me, don't let this guy do this to anyone again. I'm going to be the last one. Fifteen days after Saeed bin Jabir was executed and martyred by this oppressive, brutal human being, Hajjaj bin Yusuf entered into the final illness of his life. And days after that, in the final moments of his life, he said that, Qatalani Saeed. Saeed's dua killed me. When we look at this story, there are so many points of reflection here. But the one that I wanted to really focus on was how Saeed bin Jubair lived his entire life by the Qur'an, connecting it, reading it, understanding it, memorizing it, teaching it. So when those most difficult moments of his life came and everything was now wrapping up, and times were getting tough for him, he turned back to that very same Qur'an. He was content with whatever people had to do to him because he knew the Qur'an taught him that justice lies with Allah Azawajal. You can't always win people in this world. But you can surely win Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-adl, the just one. Human beings are full of oppression. وَلَا يَظْلِمُ رَبُّكَ أَحَدًا But your Lord will never oppress anyone. The example of Saeed bin Jubair is one that will always be remembered for his commitment to the Qur'an. And for his loyalty to the Qur'an that resulted in him not fearing anyone in the world, confident and strong. And I don't think there has been a time where this message has been as relevant than in the world that we live in today. Because you will see Muslims crumble and throw the Qur'an away the moment the political narrative goes against the Qur'an. What Qur'an are you talking about? You want us to believe in LGBTQ stuff? Sure we'll believe in it. You want us to say that Islam is oppressive? Of course we'll say that. You want us to say that Islam is backwards? Sure. We run the moment a little bit of pressure comes. Look at this man. Look at his courage and his strength. His belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a lesson for here that he left for us, that will be with us forever, is that you never feel ashamed of your Lord and revelation. Be strong and confident. You may lose in this world, apparently, but victory will always be yours. Because Allah is with those that are conscious. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.